Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Bad... Ooh, who the hell is that? Dad had some bow ties. I was going to say Bad Boys Club or some shit. But we here. We start like this. Let's go. Whoa. Hey. I got feelings for you. Hope you ain't loving the crew. How many bodies you got? Prayer ain't more than a few. Nope. Know that you dealt with some lames. When you was young and in school. He had to pop your chair. But I got it wet like a pool. She got a new G wag, she wanna hit highlight room and show it off. Got a new body, girl, show it off. It's a Brazilian, I know it's all. Toned up and she got a six pack. Look like she used to play volleyball. American Express, you can have it all. Cold to the safe, you can have it all. Fuck your main page, what's your finster? I wanna know the real you. You started dancing to pay your tuition, girl, I wanna know what you been through. You want a boutique or you wanna sell hell? Just let me know what you into. Which one? If you out in public and he wants your number, just tell him my nigga will spin you. You know what the fucking time it is? You make me feel these days. Some getting dry for your baby girl. Smoke a nigga talk for your baby girl. Burn somebody wrong for your doorway. You make me feel these days. Say what? Coming out my body for your baby girl. Wipe them like a snotty for your baby girl. The motherfucking prince of dance hall is out here. Y'all, New album out now. Everybody, the body, body, the body, the body, you know upon us. Burn up, boy. Time for your seed on Pania. Time for your seed on Pania. Hey, she your body, me, y'all, go blank. You want to ride on my abuja. You be a pretty and your booty. We give you anything where you are. We give you anything where you are. I keep up on the abuja. Diamond by your neck, I don't be giving you. Me, we give you anything where you are. We give you anything where you are. Talk to him. Body is like an Asha girl. Me love for your body, big love for your full of curves. Yeah. Cock it up and make your body turn. Wind up your pretty body on a full of dirt. Yeah. You close to me, yeah. Jiggly your body, me baby. Huh? You need company, yeah. Ready me, ready me, baby. She know me full of sports car. Class, class. Pull up in the S class. She know me full of money, oh. What a dish you are. Just a little bit of 
happy ever after Put a diamond on your finger I really uh. want a son but then I wouldn't mind a daughter I take the two together Silence, make I give you love, baby, no fighting If I wanted to the girls, I know where to find them Can't trade your love for a one-night Let's get to it. Welcome back. Distinguish the guy. Let's Man. go. What the fuck is up, y'all? Dad's yeah, motherfucking yeah, bow ties yeah. this motherfucker. Know you know what the time it is, it's man. X-A-B-D-I-S. You know the rest. Hey. Hey. Trying to show you how they get this. When they Oh, man. In a few weeks, four makes one year of being put out. And also one year of being a part of a movie called Dick Control out on YouTube now, 14 minutes long. Let's go. Hey. Oh. Please don't touch me, take the photo, please don't hug me, she likes me, so please don't find me. I know where it is, but you wanna find it, your breath is hot, it's not, not the climate. climate. Get the paper, perfect timing, on my level, wrong assignment. Bad news, I'm a bad dude, they uh, got a loose mouth, I got a bad yo, fuse. Yo, me and D-Flow had so nice much fun making this shit, man. Nice. Five so hours uh, 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 Please don't try it, shit. talk is cheap, and you're on a diet, and test this hard, you shouldn't take it, name you Michael. Bitch, hold up. Stop the press, cause I'm a beat the charges. Draw him out, but he's not an artist. Mm. He's a problem, about to be the hardest. That's not the beat, that's where my heart is. Stop the press, cause I'm a beat the charges. Draw him out, but He's not an artist. He's a problem about to be the hardest. It's not the beat. That's where my heart is. Oh, come fuck with a nigga who knows. Trying to show you how to get this bank broke. When I get it, they gon' ask who stole. You know. Back to stupid, you know. You know. Hey. Come fuck with a nigga who knows. Trying to show you how to get this bank broke. When I get it, they gon' ask who stole. You know. You know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Has Some Bow Ties. It's the Kid XAB. Shit, man, distinguished the God, aka distinguished the brand. We back. What's up, y'all? How you feeling? Good, brother. It's been uh, it's been too long. Uh, first and foremost, I just want to say shout out to everybody who was checking in, who was. Very, very, very worried. Um, a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds, from the artistic world in terms of acting and film to people that I used to work with at, like, you know, retail stores, uh, to friends that I went to high school with, to people that I went to college with, uh, to people that I met on the poetry and the hip-hop scene. Uh, so many different various people from so many different backgrounds and walks of life. So I just wanted to say I appreciate everybody for uh, doing their uh, utmost to check in. Some people was emailing me. Some people was threatening to come to my job. Some people was like, are you an XAB beefing? He don't even really talk about it. I'm like, yeah, I listened to the first episode that he talked about. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so just want to say uh, humbly, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just gracious. Uh, so I appreciate everybody. But yeah, brother, I'm back. I'm good. And I'm just ready to work, man. I'm just ready to get back into what we started. Yeah, man. Uh, any all man moment to go with that? Yeah, man. A motherfucking lift driver today, bro. Like, so sh shout out to all my Zoes. But, bro, man was driving like he was taking me somewhere that was not on the fucking map. He was literally driving the car like he was about to take me somewhere and I was never about to come back. Motherfucker was switching lanes Kept looking over his shoulder I'm like bro It don't take you 10 looks To see if the lane it, it wasn't a lot of traffic Coming down I'm on the app I was about to text people Like bro This might be my last car ride Ever Because I don't know if I'm gonna make it On time to this fucking show And 
he would he had calls in between and how I knew he was Haitian is because I started to see like certain names pop up and I'm like and then when he started to talk I'm like okay but um shout saw, out to saw a couple Pierre yeah yeah I saw one P and I was like alright cool that gave you, you I, know what time it was I saw one Gene I was like oh yeah yeah it's over what, that. It's over Gene that. that was it <laughs> it you was know? over that I ain't talking true religion but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh but. Yeah, he was driving like a, a, a like a person that was just frantic. So I might have to uh, reach out to Liff and give them a two and tell him, yo, yeah. give that man a week off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my yeah. all man. Check, check his license. Check, check everything. Yeah, background, all that. Do that again. Run that. All run that, that, that a second time. Motherfucker had a shirt on that says "City Construction." No, you don't, <laughs> nigga. No, you don't. Okay. No, you fucking don't, Jean Pia. No, you. Don't. <laughs> No the fuck you don't <laughs> Not about to fucking put label on me nigga Nigga One of those for real For real Um, Shit on <laughs> man moment for me uh, I don't know if I have one I just know I've been feeling like a little bit out of body um, in the sense of like life is just just happening. Life is life and dog. Yeah. Like I don't I don't feel my days. And damn. Um, oh, that's real. Yeah. Nah, I it's, don't it's, feel it's, my days is a quote. It feel, you know, I don't want nobody. To, I don't want to put it in a sense where people might misconstrue my words and worry. Right. But it's like a numbness to everyday life that I'm starting to. Do you feel like you're in the matrix? Feel. Like, do you feel like you're in the matrix for real? Nah, you know what it is? Is is my my schedule? So okay. I took a winter course. And oh, whoa, damn! Yeah, I took a winter course, <laughs> and the I had course, to do a step back and look at what the fuck the course. So the first week of the course was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. Oh fuck! Sunday for five hours. So then, wow, for the rest of the duration of it, and this was like three to four weeks. The um, rest of the class. Was Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, um, and there was work in between. Right. Um. So like that happened like right after my first semester. This is the first time I've ever taken a winter course. So just strung right into that. And then once the winter course ended, literally the next day I had class for spring. What was the thought process in going into the winter course, being that you've never taken a winter course before, and how important is that in your degree in finishing? So winter courses essentially just make it so that your spring course load is one class left. Okay. So in a master's program, um, most master's programs at least, you do three classes a semester. Right. So this semester I'm only taking two because I took my third one over the winter. Okay. So it essentially can do that. It can help you graduate early too if you do the winter course and then overload during the spring or you do a summer course and an overload in the fall, which means mm. you did, you took the three courses um, and then you're adding an additional one for the semester because you technically did it in a different time frame. So you could, att- you could technically graduate a little bit earlier um, if you do that. Um, so that's kind of like how it can play <laughs> into it. But my thought process was um, there is a course of statistics that is coming up. Mm-hmm. And everyone says that's the hardest course. Now I thought it was this spring that I was supposed to take it. It's actually next fall okay. that I'm taking it. And so I was like, oh, if I overload my class, or not overload, but if I take the winter class, I'll only have to focus on two classes with it with that one being one. Um, but I'm gonna have to see if I can take a summer course 
which I don't know, that's up in the air because one of my friends had mentioned maybe possibly doing a Euro trip. And, you know, if that's the case, then I, I'm not going to take the summer course. But right. if if that doesn't happen, then, you know, I, I might take a summer course. Let's hope niggas ain't talking and saving and saving. Saving euros is a little bit more than a dollar right now. So save. Yeah, I'm trying to get trying to get uh, you know, ahead of the ahead of the curve in that too. So definitely yeah. looking forward to it. I that. work at a hotel, so I'll be learning so much shit now from the guests and all type of transactions we deal with all type of money, man. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, so I guess that's the all man, but okay. my next question as a follow up, still in the same stream of thought with school, is now how have you been offsetting your personal life to still function the podcast? To still maintain some type of social life To still also maintain some type of mental health With all of the things that have been piling up Filling up your mental capacity I would say for me personally um, Last semester I definitely did a lot of a balancing act mm. um, Where you know my weekend So my schedule last semester was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday Mm. So Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, I would typically try to knock out as much schoolwork as possible. Okay, but that didn't necessarily plan out that well in the beginning of the of last semester. So right. like up until I would say, shit, up until maybe November. Ah, uh, that's when you got the balance. Possibly because I, and that still was up in the air. But a lot of people kept having birthdays, right. including my own. So like the weekends really like as much as I did try to get a lot of work done then. I ended up still having to do stuff during the week, mm. um, things like that. Um, but in terms of personal life, I just am really particular about who gets my time. Mm. Like it's 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 not even a it's not even a like being a picky or being funny or any of those right. assets or capacities right now. It's literally like, yo, I don't have the time to just lollygag, sit on the phone, or talk to people about bullshit all day. And some people definitely, you know, are feeling some type of way about it. But I personally feel like, you know what I'm doing. Right. I'm I'm in school. I have a full-time job. Not no bullshit full-time job either. Right. And so, I'm a boss at my job. Yeah. Niggas so answer to me. <laughs> my, my time is limited. My time is limited. So it's like you can't expect me to want to trade memes all day and laugh. And then when I'm not doing that or... If you request something of me and I don't give it to you without you even setting a deadline, but you think there's a deadline, you know, you get upset about it. It's like, yo, you're not being considerate of who you're talking to in the time frame that you're talking to them. Big facts. This ain't the summer. This ain't last year when I wasn't in school. I'm in school. So you have to be cognizant and mindful that if I don't answer you or if you might have to, quote unquote, remind me of some shit. That is going to happen. <laughs> you when know is, I mean? Well, when is your next break during this semester? I believe. February coming up? Nah, I think it's Easter. Uh, bro, yeah. Easter. Fuck, bro. That's like, I think, what, April 9th, April 10th? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God uh, damn. You're going to be grinding. Yeah. I mean, but I enjoy school, so it doesn't feel right. too much like a burden. I know right. a lot of people see it as a burden and some extra shit that's on their plate, but I'm enjoying right. it, so. Right. The that's niggas so that's enjoying it is the niggas that's passing, by the way. The <laughs> niggas that's not enjoying it is failing. 
Niggas is showing up to uh, class late. Niggas is head down, forgetting what was on the fucking syllabus. January twenty third, tight. It's all type of shit. You ain't put the shit in APA format. It's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Niggas gotta gotta meet with the professor after after class. If you got to do that, it ain't because the professor want to see you. Professor want to make sure you trying to pass the course or <laughs> he going to tell you straight up, yo, you might as well drop the class. It's still early. Yeah, still you can still do you it. You can still do it. <laughs> you can still Just drop it. Don't come back to my shit, though. Don't have <laughs> you them. see you see my name attached to that exactly. course. Go go right. around. Don't have nobody looking at me like, so are you really preparing your student? My, my student is not preparing themselves. OK, now shut the fuck up. Oh man, so another uh, guest conversation I'm shutting the fuck up Is <laughs> 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 this one right here So we're going to play this this clip Shout out to Guys Next Door I always like to shout out the podcast That we take clips from If we take a clip from them um, We've been doing that for a while now Yeah, yeah, I don't want nobody thinking That we just taking niggas content Right, because niggas don't even shout us out like that That's a fact Something And like niggas definitely You know what I mean? We're not even going to go there Yeah, we're not going to go there um, But shout out to uh, Guys Next Door We're going to play this clip real quick <laughs> Men are having the lead Damn, they got They got a uh, Hold up, let me see Because they didn't change the fucking Wi-Fi Now shit no. don't want to don't want a Wi-Fi. Shit wildin' out here, man. Let's see if I... If Listen, I'm landlords across the world, world fucking wide. If you gotta go into the tenant space, you gotta let the fucking tenant know what's up. And it's causing... They're saying it's causing a rise in, you know, depression, overall, you know, male suicide, specifically for... Specifically for black men. Damn, this shit... Nah, this shit don't want us to win right now. This shit is crazy. See, see what I'm talking about? Oh, I'm about to get off the Wi-Fi. Let's see if that helps. Check it, check it out. Yeah, yeah. Men are Perfect. having the least amount of interactions with friends day to day. Okay. And it's causing, they're saying it's causing a rise in, you know, depression, overall, you know, male suicide, specifically for us black Oh, wow. Men. Do you guys see that, you know, the lack of male, male to male interaction in like a friendship way? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm at a place in my life where I am not actively, I'm not going out as much, I'm not moving around as much as I used to. Social media plays the biggest part. I don't mm. think there's a lot, there's a lot less human interaction, mm -hmm. personal face-to-face -face interaction. Mm -hmm. So you could do all that DMing and, you know, posting all you want. But once, I feel like these, these young black kids get in front of people, right? it's hard for them to communicate. And I feel like... Are, are black men... Yeah. Men are... Are black men an, an endangered species? First and foremost, I just want to say shout out to Mike, uh, Mac Wiles for taking off that fucking face, man. Shout out to my nigga Mac Wiles. <laughs> Find a fucking lead. Stop looking like Batman. All right. Um, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I remember the first time I heard somebody say uh, black men was an endangered species. Shout out to Brooklyn. Uh, we know Brooklyn. And Brooklyn had put on Facebook one time. This was a few years ago. This when all like the the riot shit was really going on. There was also a protest yesterday in the city. Um, and she was like, "Black men are an endangered species," and I'm starting to believe that. Yeah, especially towards ourselves. Towards ourselves is probably the realest shit ever in that statement. Cause I think we kill us more than we think the other people kill us. Yeah, I mean, I guess more specifically in terms of what's happening with black men, do you feel like black men are starting to lose 
the ability to connect with friends, specifically other black men. Yeah, because a lot of black men are not connected to themselves. Mm. How how can I connect to another person that looked like me, might go through the same experiences like me, but I'm not fully connected? That's that's honestly another fucking reason why I had to take a step back from the podcast. I felt like I was disconnected. I felt like I was not aligned. Mm. I had to fucking realign myself, honestly speaking. I had to realign myself to get back to the essence of not the brand distinguished, but the motherfucking person, Henry. What the fuck is going on with this guy? Mm. What do we need to fix? Because there's a lot of shit off. Heartbreak shit is all fucked up. House shit with the parents is all fucked up. Finances is fucked up. Bro, you fucked up. But mm. you coming on a pie, smiling, cracking jokes, and a nigga, you really hurting inside. Mm. You need a heal. Like, you need a heal. You, like, pushing yourself to get to certain events or do certain things. You're not even really all that happy. So, until the black man, specifically in America, specifically on the western side of this hemisphere, until you realign with yourself... I don't think anybody should put the onus on you to get reconnected with them or to start connecting with them because you're not going to be operating in your full self. You're never going to be fully present at the table. You're going to be sitting there and you're going to be eating and the food might be good, but you're not well. Mm. You're not well. I mean, I think the other aspect of it is um, it was it was alluded to in that clip, but social media culture. I think dating culture in general also pushes men to feel like they are not supposed to have large friend groups and they're not supposed to connect with other males in a positive way. Like there there was that that article that I sent to you where it was like men spend approximately uh what was it fucking 7 hours a year hiding in bathrooms so that they could get peace and quiet. I've done it, yeah. uh, and, and I can't even say I've spe- specifically done it for women. I've done it because of my mom, mm. if I'm being honest. I've done it, and I'm talking about, like, younger, but I, I've done it you, just to, like, fucking get away and, yeah. be in, and be in the bathroom just quiet as a mouse, thinking, how the fuck, not in the bathroom, but while in the bathroom, how the fuck do I get out of here? Mm. How do I stop reliving this shit of feeling like what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do is not enough, even for my own mother? I mean, I think niggas do it when they at their job. Oh, nigga. Sometimes I used to do it all the time. Yeah, niggas will go. Just to get a break off the fucking floor. <laughs> you know, I think I think I think there's this culture though that's being built. Where it's like, you see the memes all the time, and sometimes it's associated with men's interaction with women, but I don't want no friendly nigga. Or you'll see a lot of the memes where it's like, the guy wants to go have a game night, and like the girl is really disappointed that he's leaving to go hang out with his boys. And in the worst case scenarios, you'll see... That anytime a male wants to interact with his homeboys more than stay home or more than with a woman, he's gay or there's some sexuality innuendos that are going on. Yeah, I'm starting to really be disgusted with all of that. 
Yeah, all of it, all of it pushes men, you know, that are susceptible to those messages to be like, yo, let me pull away and let me seclude myself in an unhealthy manner. And I'm not saying that's the only pocket, but that is one that kind of sticks out to me. I agree. I think deep down inside the way that not only the algorithms, but the overall messaging of social media will and has and will forever be always catered to the female counterpart, to the woman counterpart. And it's beyond photos. It's beyond videos and reels. It's even beyond quote unquote women who are advertising and or a product or selling a service. If a man is doing something more so than women and he's feeling good about it, he's with his mans about it. Um, it's not going to hit the same way that it hits for a woman and women. Yeah, know. I mean, you ladies make up the majority of our percentage in terms of our listening pool on here. So yeah, I fucking know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so um, I just think that our, our black brothers, unfortunately, are the first to get hit in the line of the uh, male diaspora. I know that black women and also those of the LGBTQ um, community definitely dealing with depression and have different battles to fight. Yeah. So I'm not neglecting and or saying any one group uh, needs more attention than the other. But what I will say is black men are oftentimes doing this suffering in silence. Right. Like compared to other groups. Right. Like in, in other groups, there are a lot. There's a lot of attention from big outlets that will point to, listen, this is what's happening to our group. This needs to change. I'm not saying that that necessarily means that change has happened for those groups. But with black men, we're often kind of it's often shunned for you to even be a little emotional i've been seeing that a lot lately too the one thing that i see that is really really disturbing me is when a black man has an opinion that is counter maybe to uh a woman's opinion oh i've been seeing those lately i stay away from those oh you zesty you spicy uh you gay you something, something else the, like now it's like okay what what I what's can't the even real have an opinion? Yeah, what's the motive now? Like, do you want black men to just shut the fuck up and yeah, I, pay I was, bills? I That's gonna, it. I was gonna say that. <laughs> That's what it sounds. Yo, That's going on is. social media sometimes, like I can understand why you needed that break because going on social media sometimes is just being front and center <clears throat> to trauma. I to- said at a show, at a mental health show, I said, and I quote. I was on the verge of calling the goons to do something really bad to somebody because they hurt me and they broke my heart. Mm. I said that publicly at a show and a few people was looking at the nigga in the suit like, did he just say that? And I was like, I was such in a dark place that I was smiling every fucking day, but that's how serious the thought process was. It was right there. I was like, all I got to do is make a phone call. I made X amount of dollars now. I just paid them. Just do this one little thing. Don't even got to quote unquote really hurt them. Just shake them up a little bit. They they hurt me. And I don't know how to fully express that directly. So 
I know these niggas want the bread. There's a loophole and I'll do that. And there's so many times I also had to restrain myself from making certain phone calls to some motherfuckers or restrain um, texting a motherfucker or voice noting somebody who either did something stupid or um, just didn't come through. And then I, too... Had to look into myself and be like, damn, well, there's certain shit that you didn't do either. So then I'm mad at the shit that I didn't do or the shit that I said I was going to do. And then certain shit didn't happen. So now I'm mad at myself. And I'm like, I can't even fully be that upset with these motherfuckers. I'm mad at me, too. Mm. Like, I'm really upset. Like, I, like, I'm disgusted. So let me take a deep breath and let me fall the fuck back before I do something or I do something to self. Mm. And I know that there's a lot of black men out there as well Because self-restraint for us is a hard motherfucking concept to grasp sometimes That shit hard And I think that there's a lot It's almost like double for us than other groups Like when you're around white people You have to show a certain level of self-restraint Right. When you're around women, white women You have mm-hmm. to, to have a additional Amount of self-restraint When you're around kids Because people are always automatically seeing the black male as some form of a threat And then you get around the black woman And she doesn't have those preconceived notions in the same way Mm -hmm. But oftentimes There seems to be these toxic relationships between black men and black women A.K.A. Blueface and Christian The most toxic Celebrity couple we've ever witnessed in our in our lifetime right now, and people are monetized and selling it <laughs> and 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 celebrating it and all of that. Zeus should be fucking sued for what they're doing to the black community right now. I'm sorry, you Zeus, know, and Zeus should be sued, and they're not the only one. So don't disassociate and be like, well, they just that celebrity couple. Nah, <laughs> it goes beyond that. There is, in at least if you go on the internet, there's a couple. There are a lot of of toxic. Relationships between black men and women That are always being highlighted And when you have that There's a self-restraint that has to happen When you have a woman who feels like she can yell at you And hit you And and scream at you And you're supposed to just sit there and take it And take it because you a man man. To her you a bitch Right Slap you in the face Spit at you Do all types of shit um, speaking of negative couples, but bringing it to positive ones, uh, we got Yo Gotti and Angela Simmons. So damn, Bow Wow is doing a remix right now with T Pain, <laughs> and it's not about Ciara; it's about Angela fucking Simmons. <laughs> Get you out of my system. You know that it's <laughs> can't can't buy a drink. Can't buy <laughs> can't buy her drink. Definitely can't buy her drink. <laughs> Yo Gotti, Yo Gotti got that shit, boy, on Smash, boy. So what does that mean for men and getting the girl of your dreams? Is, is it like a symbol that you can get the girl of your dreams no matter what? I think anybody can get the girl in their dreams, girl of their dreams, when you stop fucking dreaming. Mm. When, when you literally put a plan in motion and you go after it because there this was spitting. there was little things that little that that a little I'm sorry that Yo Gotti has done during his time of being a, a, a well known and established artist. Little things that he did to get this young woman's attention, and when he finally got it, he ran with that motherfucker like the speed of fucking lightning. And I don't even think it's his money. I don't think it's how we look because that nigga got three foreheads. I think it's his <laughs> charm. 
I think he's very charismatic. Just from look, I don't know him, but just from looking online, he's always smiling. And you could be a hood tough nigga, and you could still be smiling because I think that's what the girls like. But I think deep down inside, the guy who wants the girl more than the girl wants him, when you finally get the girl that that wanted you less than you wanted her, you'll have her more. What I love about this story is it seems like there are aspects of his life that he changed in order to ensure that she would want to date him. It's Angela Simmons, bro. I don't see anybody being the same person after you date somebody like her. Again, I don't know her either, but from what I've seen and what we've all seen over the years, Run's house and things like that and, you know, different. And then, you know, I know she had a, a baby father who, who also passed away. She looks like a very sweet caring compassionate young lady and she's always been headstrong she's always been focused she's always been working and she's always been doing things that are um in a field and space of elevation so i expect nothing less than a man who's trying to get her attention they have to elevate certain things and if elevation means decreasing some of the bullshit then my nigga so be it yeah yeah um so shout out to them yeah i mean i was going to Going to see if, like, I was going to bring to the table a conversation of if this is something that only happens with celebrities. But, I mean, from my personal experience, I have, for the most part, I would say to, like, like an 80% clip, I've always gotten the girl that I've always wanted. And whether it was I had to change certain things, but not for them, but just in general for me. Like, sometimes rejection just means that you're not aligned. Right. Right. That doesn't mean that this person doesn't want you forever or they think that you're unworthy or whatever. It means you're not aligned at that moment in time. Mm. And if you take it to mean that and not be on some like, woe is me shit, you can find ways where it's like, yo, you know what? This is an opportunity for me to elevate in this area or do this or do that. And then next thing you know, lo and behold, a couple months or years pass, you find yourself in the same situation with that individual. And now you guys are aligned. Yeah, but I also think seven out of ten or eight out of ten times I've gotten the girl that I wanted, but I was never able to uh, to keep her. I think sometimes, and that's a great point, I think yeah. sometimes what we end up doing, right, and then I think that's the difference between alignment yeah. and forcing the issue. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's what happened with you, but oftentimes, right. at least with me, when I've ended up in particular situations with the girl that I always wanted right. and the shit just didn't pan out, I realized that I was forcing behaviors to be with that individual or to like be in that romantic space with that individual when it right. didn't have to be that. Maybe we were good friends. Maybe mm. we were, were excellent as friends and I'm forcing it to be this romantic shit even though every time we speak, our life goals are not aligned. We don't want the same thing when it comes to a relationship at all. Mm. So it's like, why am I forcing this romantic space with this individual? And then that's where I had to do a lot of self reflection and discovery and be like, is this an ego thing? Is this mm. a thing where it's just to say, yo, you are dating this person and you were able to have this individual, which to me sounds disgusting now, but it's a reality. I think that sometimes people date just to be like, yo, I dated I was able to, you know what I mean? That's that's me. You know, mm. and I'm never I've never been that person to people still don't know who I've dated. But I think mentally sometimes that's when you have to check your ego. That's when you have to say to yourself, 
yo, are you doing this because you actually see a future with this person? Are you doing this because in the field we are in in entertainment? Yeah, it's dicey up here. Let me stunt, <laughs> stunt on every nigga that I know that I was looking to to date right. shorty. Right. Like little did you know, like, and that shit is that shit is weak. You know I think I think also too Fab said it. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just not your turn. That's a fact. <laughs> Real shit. Because there could be a girl that you liked ten years ago and she play you or for whatever reason she don't give you the time of day. Ten years later, you elevated or she elevated or mindsets changed or whatever, and then you end up getting that girl. Now, would you look at her the same? I don't know. After after you've got I don't know. Cause now you are dating somebody that you feel that you should have dated ten years ago before they finally got to the realization that okay, I'll I'll, I'll date this person because I feel like sometimes women are more judgmental in dating men than men are accepting of dating women. Oh yeah, we're gonna get to that conversation. <laughs> um, we potted, nigga. I'm back. What's up? We definitely getting there. <laughs> um, but no, I think that's a good point, and that's sometimes how you end up in the. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. I don't want to call it the wrong thing, but that's that's how you end up in them scenarios where it's like, I just wanted to get this fuck out. So yeah, five years ago I wanted you to be my girl. Oh, but that was five years ago. Y'all don't want the truth. Y'all don't want the truth. It's too much. It's I don't think you heard me. Five years ago is when I wanted you to be five my girl. Five years ago, but it treated you like my wife. Five yeah. years later, I'm treating that, you like a slut. That's what I was looking for. Suck this dick. Now I'm, I'm, I just want the box. I want it. Five years ago, you would have been wifey. Yeah, we we would have been going on dates. I'm dating you now because I know I can. I I could, I could get it now. And then sometimes like, yo, what are you saying about me? Right? Like, your shit washed up now. Damn. And I'm not talking about all your sexual experience. Right. I'm talking about you was looking like a 10. You ain't you you had everything like right. together when we was in when we was in high school. Right. But now as an adult. Now you do spigolo. <laughs> you fucking do spigolo. You might have fell behind on the social spectrum. Right. Right, and then I've elevated on the social spectrum. Right, and you want the same high school treatment? I don't know. No, <laughs> no, I don't know. No, <laughs> it may not. Pay. The math is not math. Math ain't mathing. Another conversation where the math wasn't mathing. Uh, we gonna bring this. We gonna pull this up right here. Good God, because this is what Distinguished was alluding to. Sometimes a woman can talk her out of a relationship. Damn, you can talk. We we do that. Yes, we will talk. When the I other girl does. looked at her, I I'm said she she did it. And this might <laughs> ruffle little feathers. I don't think just being a good man is enough. Damn. To be to stay okay. in a relationship with them. But when I say a good man, I mean like he's I don't, good all that means all around. That means himself, spiritually, mentally, physically. That's great. Healthily, but like he's a good man. That doesn't mean that he's the man for you. And right. maybe when you're going through these motions of getting to know him you're realizing okay he's a great person but honestly he don't he i don't fuck with his humor like he could be funny but and he's that's not funny and that's me. why a lot of modern or, women are getting 40 with 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 four yo, cats when she, yo, when she said this he's part he's a good life. he's a good man <laughs> but because he's not I funny like in between you gotta, right you gotta throw maybe that's out. what she likes stop lying damn stop lying damn i saw puss in boots Great fucking move. That grandma did not look fucking happy. She needed some dick. She needed some fucking dick. 
And she didn't get it all movie. So what I hear here, because on face value, it definitely sounds like a superficial um, thing that she brought to the table. I just think she didn't word it properly. But what I do think she's highlighting is the idea of chemistry versus qualities. Right. So my good brother, what do you value more chemistry or qualities with an individual? I feel like I value chemistry more than anything, bro. Honestly, quality, uh, like the qualities of character. Yeah. I mean, I've dated hood chicks. I've dated chicks that told me straight up. They used to punch niggas in the face. I was still with them after they told me this. Right. Right. I was still looking at them across the the table, eating pancakes. She's like, yeah, I duff my last nigga. I'm just like, yeah. I can't wait to fuck you. That's the only time I get to duff you. I can't physically. When I should have really dipped I had other girls tell me straight up You know what I mean That they're in the therapy field and shit And they was was actually punching their boyfriends And I'm like Are you sure you a real therapist? (laughs) I'll fuck that nigga up Because he was playing with me I was was just like what? Not once, twice she said (laughs) Second time he bled And I was still there with my hand over her shoulder I probably should have choked her right there Like you ain't gonna do this motherfucking shit to me. It's my only opportunity to do this shit. Fuck, but yeah, the, the 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 chemistry, of course, brother. Because here's the thing, man. I feel like for me, I'm a very romantic, sensual, sexual person. Most people who see me, they know that, or most people who know me know that. However, if it's not clicking, it's not clicking. And I know I have a tendency where if I'm really fucking with you, I'm really on it. And if I really want you to fuck with me, I'm also on it. But if I'm not on it, I'm going to be standoffish. And that's because my chemistry is not clicking with you. Like, I'm just not feeling it. And I ain't going to force it. I think most men would pick chemistry minus the quality of character. But okay, the qualities that she was naming in terms of finances and... Um, all of those other like has his own car. I think she might have mentioned something like that. Right, has a good job. Right, men aren't pushed to prioritize those things, and that is the disconnect I think happening in the dating realm right now. Like right. on one hand, you got women being pushed to prioritize everything. You have to have good quality. You have to have good sex. You mm. have to have. Uh, your own house You uh-huh. gotta have your own car You gotta have mad money You mm-hmm. gotta have enough money To take care of you And if she falls off Or if she just don't wanna Spend her money You have to be able To supplement that Like <laughs> these are all the things That women are being pushed To prioritize and say Listen if you gonna date a nigga Make sure he brings These shits to the table And if he doesn't Then that nigga ain't a real nigga but, He's not a real man But Here's the shit that I be thinking about these days as we get closer to fucking my Jesus number 33. This is the shit that I be thinking about. You expecting that from a man. That sounds like you want him to work for you. It 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 it, it no longer kind of sounds like a partnership. It's in theory, it sounds like you want him to be stable on his own. You want him to be able to do certain things without. Uh, necessarily dependent on a woman on his own You want him to have a good ass job But realistically You want when you need something You can depend on somebody 
outside of your friends and your family or your besties, you want to be able to rely on your man, even if deep down inside, you don't really think this is the nigga that you're going to be in term uh, in a long term relationship with. You just want to know you could depend on that nigga. And I think the other aspect of it, um, which was the other part, is men are not being pushed to prioritize anything. Correct. Besides, does she look good and can she fuck? That's it. Men are not, quote unquote, being told by other men, make sure she got a lot of money in the bank. Make sure her credit score is 850. Make sure she get uh, her nails and her feet done every day. Some niggas just want a girl that's just down to earth, good and decent. And her teeth could be a little crooked. That nigga don't give a fuck. That's the girl he loves. She kissed, she let dogs kiss in her mouth. That's the nigga that she want, he want to be with her. Her hair ain't never done. But that's the disconnect, right? It's not right? real. Because, because... <laughs> Because when you have when you have social media and you have other people telling women you need to make sure this nigga is a 10 across the board. Meanwhile, you got men that's kind of like, yo, she got if you could laugh with her and society saying if she look good and she fuck good, then you good, brother. What, what you, don't worry about none of that other shit. That's the disconnect. So either one. Women would have to lower their standards, which we know is not happening. That doesn't, that's never happening. Or two, niggas need to change the ecosystem and they need to start hiring their standards. Niggas got to change the ecosystem. And I guarantee the playing field is going to be bloody out. It's already bloody now. You got chicks fucking up. Dudes, it's bad out here. On all ends and levels and colors throughout the entire spectrum. It's bad out here. It's going to be bad because the moment a nigga starts saying, like, yo, what's your credit score? Yo. Shorties ain't going to like that. And it's crazy because chicks hit niggas with that all fucking day. Yeah. All day. And a nigga has to, a nigga is supposed to be confident, cool, and collected enough to be like, oh, my my credit score is, is seven, whatever, or eight, whatever. But if the moment you ask a shorty, I guarantee she's going to be like, why you want all that personal information? Niggas got to start going on the first date. Real shit. This is actually one of my ideas. I don't give a fuck now. Y'all niggas can take it. Niggas got to start pulling up to the first date on some little, oh, really quick, uh, before we actually go get a, a bite to eat, I actually just want to go to the bank really quick. That nigga already knows who you bank with, and he already knows that wherever he's taking you is close by to the bank. The first date is at the bank. That's what the first date is. Yeah, but you're just going to speak to a financial advisor really quick. Oh, because, you know, being that you in this you know, particular field, I'm in the particular field, I just thought this would be a great way. To, and then after we could get some food. Because I'm, I'm still... So uh, I, just wanted, I just wanted us to go over our FICO scores really quick. And just see her fucking reaction. Niggas got to start pulling up to dates with briefcases, asking, all right, cool, so in the last three months, uh, how many on-time bills have you made? Shit would get real different Shit, real quick. Bro, it, bro, nigga, it'll be a stalemate at the table. A stalemate. <laughs> Everybody just looking at each a other. A stalemate. Check it out. For every question you ask, we get a shot. For every question you answer incorrectly, you're gonna you're gonna take more of the bill tonight. I'ma still, you know, put some money towards it. I just might be putting gratuity in a little tip. So let's let's make sure we on the same page tonight. Well, you already know. That is going to lead to a yeah. you broke conversation. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, I, I get it, but you know what it is? What it's going to start to do is it's going to start making men realize the one that I want is not the one that God wants me to have. 
He don't want me to continuously waste bread. He don't want me to start to continuously wasting good morning fucking text messages. He wants me to get rid of all that shit in 2023. God wants to prepare me for the next fucking level. The next level is I can look a woman in her eye and confidently say, yeah, my credit score is X, Y, and Z. And she could reply after I ask, so what's your credit score? I'm just curious. And she replies and she doesn't get upset. She doesn't get emotionally insecure about it. Even if her shit is 340, she going to say that shit confidently. Yeah, I think it's 340. I'm actually in the process of rebuilding. Oh, that's great. Right. That's great. Instead of getting upset, why you want to know all of that? That's too personal. Because ain't that what the fuck you just asked me? So it's okay for you to fucking ask me personal questions and I can't? I don't want to fucking ask you what your favorite fucking color is. Do I look like five years older than you? I want to know when was the last time you made three on-time payments on fucking time? That's all the fuck. And if you can't answer that, that's fine. I'm asking the waiter for the check. We ain't even paid for shit yet. I'm just, just, I, it's $50. I, I'm out. And you know, it sounds extreme, but at the same time. It sounds extreme, but. What it, what it gives is partnership because that is going to happen within the partnership, right? Like, I don't know about doing that on the first date. Right. The but, first, yeah, first date might be too extreme. But, but when yeah. you start getting into it with somebody. A third date, fellas. And, <laughs> and, and these questions come up, the insecurities and the. The aspects that they don't want to talk about, people don't want to talk about, that is where you find, like, I will, are you trusting me enough to be your partner or am I just somebody that you just kicking and having a good time with? Right. Because if you're seeing me in your future, you're able to to say to me, yeah, my, my credit score is about a 400 right now. I actually did a really bad business deal about three years ago and I'm rebuilding from there. Um, but, you know, I'm focused on it. I make, I make all my payments on time and... I have a plan and it looks like it's going to plan out by it's going to yeah, it's going to pan out by X, Y and Z date. I could respect that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I and most men don't even give a fuck about that in the first place. This is a fact. So all that to me would be like, OK, she trusts me as a partner. Right. Like she 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 wants to actually show me who she really is and not whatever facade the makeup and the hair and the fake Louis Vuitton bag that she brought to the table is going to give me in terms of making me think Yo. she's more expensive than what her real life actually is. Hopefully she got it off of Broadway. Them niggas look, they shit look very <laughs> real over there. Shout out to my Africans else. Cause that's what it be. A lot of a lot of it is just looking expensive. So that yeah. niggas think that you're expensive. Yeah, and you know, and I have to blame myself. I'm sure some of our men listeners fall into the same category. We get so starstruck because when we look at certain shorties that we like by default we instantly give her bad bitch attributes Mm. we need to stop doing that we will literally be minding our business or wherever we are and god boom puts a bad bitch in our radar by default we're telling ourselves that's a bad bitch. Lo and behold, she don't even think she's a bad bitch. That's a fact. She also probably look this good and probably ain't never, quote unquote, look that good. That day we probably seen it was probably the first day she seen herself in the mirror. Damn. That's a quotable. We over here giving way to, I had somebody tell me personally, you be putting chicks that you like too high on a pedestal. Had an OG tell me that recently. 
He was like, you need to change how you view certain women that you like. That you like. That's why the OGs is missing. A lot of fucking OGs is missing. And the reality of the situation is this. What I've learned, I'm not going to tell you everything. I got to get that on the other fucking type of podcast. The one you got to fucking pay for. Okay. I'm going to give you a few gems that I learned during my off season. I know I've been gone for a minute. If you don't put as much stake in yourself as you put in, in the next person, you've already lost the bet. You've already lost the bet. And that's it right there for sure. You can't, you can't possibly think you're going to be playing blackjack when deep down inside you know you ain't about jack. You ain't about that shit. So before you want to take a seat at the table, take shorty out, look at her across from you. You gotta, you gotta really have a few things inside of yourself, other than feeling like, damn, I can't, can't wait to be inside a shorty. Like the good brother said, we we gotta change how we are approaching things in twenty twenty three when it comes to these women. No, I think I think what you said a hundred percent. Is exactly like the the mindset you you've already lost the battle if you think that that other person won, right? Like, so if you're going in there like, damn, yo, this is the baddest chick I ever seen in my life, yo, she she probably need X, Y, and Z, da da da. She might, but your confidence is what is going to determine how that conversation goes. Facts, and that was a lesson that I had to learn. There were a lot of times where, uh, in early. In the entertainment industry Early in the XAB career In the musical aspect I started to come across Just like All these beautiful Gorgeous women Mm -hmm. And I was like How can I help you? Yo this is kind of This is different This is interesting Not that I haven't come across or, Or been able to bag Beautiful gorgeous women before But I feel like that first Those first two years Transitioning into entertainment it was like just such a influx. I was like, oh shit, like mm. this is different. And when you see certain people dolled up for their performances mm-hmm. and they are in artist mode, mm-hmm. you like, oh, this motherfucker gotta be expensive as shit. This motherfucker gotta be getting hit up by every basketball player nigga that I possibly know. Meanwhile, like we always be saying, Shorty is living in the peas on the floor. Eating leftover pizza that her homegirl bought. That's a motherfucking fact. These chicks really be getting dolled up online. In real life, they standing on a line and they ain't got it. Standing on a line is crazy. They, they ain't got it. All of this. Other people, check it out. It clicked just now. I be seeing mad photos of chicks that I perceive. Can't even say bad bitches no more. The women that I perceive as bad bitches online. I be I be in my head honestly saying to myself, who behind the camera? Mm. Whether it's you in another country, whether it's you local and it's domestic and you at some event, who's behind the camera? Because are you telling them to take photos of me before I post it online? Or are they saying, hey girl, you look good. Can I take a few photos of you? Who's giving who the rights to do that? And why? Listen, 
you want the you you want the likes, you want the comments, but then you don't want the likes, you don't want the comments. You post a bad bitch photo, perceived bad bitch photo, stay out my inbox. This is my only account. My shit was hacked at one hundred and fifty thousand followers. This ain't my real head, but I bought it. You can't afford it. Fuck you. What are you trying to accomplish when you write these things? What are you trying to accomplish? So that brings me to this conversation here. You know, if the fucking Wi-Fi... Who you make your money? Because I'm curious tonight. Don't want to act dumb. Oh, that shit right there, boy. Was that the one I sent you? Yeah. I'm a hoe. I'm a 304. Um, I get that money. I What's a 304? A 304, she's basically... um. A girl that does not fuck for free. Okay. Yo, the look is crazy. <laughs> so they pay you to have sex. Uh, yeah. How much? Um, <sighs> I mean, it varies. I'm not gonna lie, but I really don't do anything under my rent money. That's like my set fee. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna lay for it. For how account. much is your rent? My rent, mm, my business, but now nah, I'm just checking. My rent's th- uh, thirteen hundred. Okay, so they gotta have a little bit of a stack to even fuck with you. Yeah, stack or just like, I don't know. Because I'm not a rotating door, so like, I've been booked up for the last two years. Like, I have like over 10,000 unread messages of people that are trying to book me. And I just haven't got around. I to need it. to see your inbox because. But how do you make your money? Because I'm ain't, curious. Ain't no fucking way. Um, ain't no fucking way. Listen, the ecosystem is fucked up if niggas is doing it. First of all, we got a stripper interviewing a stripper. What the? <laughs> where, where the fuck we at right now, y'all? Where are we, dog? Bro, the, I, bro, I followed the other girl's page that was interviewing her. We got a stripper interviewing a stripper. I mean, I like it. <laughs> who else to, Who else better to interview the stripper than you the stripper? You know what? Who else better to interview the stripper? But where the fuck have we gotten to, bro? What the fuck is well, going on? I'm just confused when niggas is calling themselves hoes. Like, bro, I'm, I'm bro. a 304. I'm a hoe. That and, right. and I don't fuck for free no more. What the f- it, girl? If you don't get your Sally Mae ass off that yeah. couch, yeah, shit different. Talking about my rent thirteen hundred. She like she co-sign, so they gotta have a little bit more over a stack to over. Fuck yeah, I hated that. Oh, so they gotta have yo. Y'all gotta it's, chill you out. You gotta stop with that <laughs> right there. That's not, you don't segue back into that bitch like that. <laughs> you try to pull her out of it, like bitch. If you're rent thirteen hundred, you should be charging three stacks. Yeah, what are y'all doing? You and hustling that, backwards. And that shorty said, "Well, I'm not really a, a revolving door, so I only got a couple of niggas that are I booked you over dumb? the last the two years." The same nigga that just fucked you last month is gonna be the same nigga that's gonna fuck you if a new John don't come and fuck you. What are you talking about? What are you really talking about? And it's crazy because when she was saying that, I was like, yo, deep down inside, I used to date somebody who told me that one of her friends was a hoe. (laughs) I don't want to be a hoe no more. I was like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, like my friend be fucking niggas for bread. I was like, what? Well, to circle it back around, <laughs> to to circle it back, to bring it back on hotels, <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan, shout out to Jasmine Sullivan. Oh fuck! There is a, a interlude <sighs> where uh, this lady is making the argument yeah. that everybody is a hoe, every girl is a hoe, really? because 
when you want your man to do something for you, when you want him to buy you something from the mall, you fucking on him. And then you hear an old lady saying, uh, she right about it. She right about it. So it does raise the question because I think that there's a spectrum. Okay. I think that shorty that just spoke is on an extreme side of the spectrum. <laughs> Right The the spectrum that is like I won't fuck for free Nigga said extreme side But I also feel like Social media has pushed This narrative oh, that For years If a man doesn't do Something for you Right Especially in the financial realm In the financial That's where I'm talking about specific, specifically, specifically Specifically Right I'm gonna I'm a get fucked up Pacifically <laughs> Go Pacifically Pacifically <laughs> Pacifically, if we be in pacifically, that's our word. By the way, now. every if you hear it everywhere, anywhere else, you took it from us. Um, but if you if you don't financially do something for a woman, then mm. you don't deserve to fuck her. So don't make sure that a nigga is doing something for you if he's fucking you. Now, to me, that is a really weird, convoluted message. It's a weird space to be in because fucking, in my opinion, is about chemistry, is uh-huh. about liking somebody, mm. is about in. If you want to get more spiritual, um, expressing mm. forms of love, um, all of that, I don't think it should be attached to a price tag. Right. I don't think it should be attached to, I right, well, what did they do? Like, and again, this is a disconnect between men and women because men are not saying here like, "Yo, she cooked me a plate. I'm a fucker right, tonight." Right. 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 <laughs> right. Right. Because that don't it don't equate. Th- those two things do not equate. Like oh if I get a plate of food She worthy of fuck I'm telling you Niggas is down bad Niggas is down niggas bad Niggas is 20. definitely down bad Niggas gotta raise their standards That's what, that's what it is We have to raise our, Cause you yeah. got You got girls talking like this Can you imagine If a nigga say Yeah I'm a hoe I'm a 304 Oh the kid, He be called community dick Bro it's it, Bro it's over But I will say this I think men and women Have contributed To the cheapening of sex I think Yeah Men not Owning up to their uh, their responsibilities and their obligations when it mm-hmm. comes to relationships <clears throat> and feeling like they have an entitlement to be able to cheat. I think that's cheap in sex. Yeah. I also think on the other aspect of it, right, men not delivering good sex right. has cheap in sex. Yeah. And the flip side of it now is women feeling like they have to put some type of value on the sex that they give to somebody, especially with society's pressures on women about them having sex and who they have sex with and how many people they've had sex with so now it's up to them to raise the the value of it it's just that there's inflation now (laughs) that's that is what happened now you get i'm a 304 right i'm a hoe i'm not fucking nobody unless they paying for it which is wild to me i'm not fucking nobody unless they paying for it Goes extremely crazy It goes insane Her self esteem is shot dog And no you can't shoot her club up But her shit is shot real bad Well apparently who else is shooting is P. Diddy Spelled P-E-E Diddy The D The I The D The D The Y The E The I The D Is P. Diddy Oh P. That's crazy Carisha me please So So my thing is this I know this is an old conversation But It's it's gonna be relevant for a while It had to be me and you to talk about it Um, A golden shower shower Is that big of a deal? I I definitely did about one or two of them During COVID You gave it or you got it? No I gave it Have you you received one? Nah 
No, I never received one. Would you want to receive one? I don't know. Because P is hot. You don't like hot shit? I mean, unless it's real hot girl shit, but <laughs> um, P is hot, dog. Um, A little burning? Hopefully not really burning. <laughs> hopefully not really burning. <laughs> Get me out of here. Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, I, 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 that's so... This is what I suggest as we go down this pissy hole. <laughs> that's what it is. Right. That's what it is. Um, the person that wants to experience this, in my personal opinion, has to know a couple of things. She can't assume off the back that the nigga's <laughs> okay because his piss might be green. It might be a green for Hey, yo. <laughs> Hey, no, 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 no. If a nigga pisses green, we're we having a whole, this is not a golden this is not a golden shower anymore. This is sewage. Yo, I'm just saying because Y'all gotta stop immediately and go to the doctor together. Some, some niggas piss and uh, if I'm being honest, a lot of guys just be eating all type of junk food throughout their entire life. So it's bad enough that chicks are sucking dick and swallowing, but actually taking uh, a third grade pizza face from a grown ass man's dick is not good. He was eating fucking uh, fishies and peppermints and jawbreakers since third grade. That nigga don't like doctors. His pee is nasty. His shit worse than dogs. This, this is fucking the whole shit up. It's bad. This is bad. I don't even know if I want to continue with this conversation. We got to continue. We're already down the pissy hole. My eyes are getting watery. It's a lot of piss going on. What I'm saying is. <laughs> yep, yep, audience. You know what's coming. You, what, you, I was, you, what I'm you, saying you, is this. What are what are we saying? I've definitely pissed on faces. I've pissed in mouths. What can I say? The people that was around during that time, they enjoyed it. But they also knew this nigga is a veggie dude, so his piss is not gonna taste nasty. This dude be working out, so we know the sle- the the fucking sweat glands open up on this motherfucker right here. And more importantly, he goes to the doctor. He gets his checkups. His dick ain't got bumps on it. All right, yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. Some of y'all other niggas. That is that's a warning sign, ladies and, and I, I, I hope y'all know that. No, it, that ass. If y'all seeing irregular, I'm not talking about like heat bumps. I'm talking about bumps. <laughs> like the nigga got a lump beside the ball sack by the gooch area. It's bad. It's time to go to the fucking doctor. Probably take him to your doctor. <laughs> Because he might not go to a doctor. He going to go to somebody in the hood and start asking dumb. He not going to go to an actual clinic. Instead of going to the real clinic, he going to go to the real street pharmacist. Nigga, that's not the doctor. Not the drug dealer. Not doctor drug dealer. Dr. fucking Bensonhurst who lives in fucking uh, Pelican Bay somewhere. Okay? You need to go to that doctor. Niggas ain't getting checkups, bro. Um. Well, so... I don't think golden showers are a big deal. Okay. And have, have you done golden showers? 
Nah, I don't think Damn, I have. Man, that was a slow nah. You sure? You, I want you to yeah, take Yeah, I'm t- thinking about it. Yeah, right. take, nah, take a few seconds. I'm not opposed to it. What I will say is this. Are you opposed to getting peed on? I'm not opposed to the whole scenario. What oh. I will say is oh, this, okay. though. I didn't know that. I did date a girl that was like, if she gives somebody, she's willing to give people golden showers. But oh, if she okay. does give a golden shower, she's losing all respect for you after. Oh, because she was in, she was in a uh the lifestyle of being a dominatrix at one point. Okay, so BDSM, right? She was so, all over that. Okay, the men who would request that wanted right. to be bitched out. Okay, and so she associated the two together. So now it's like if a nigga ever is like, "Yo, baby, give me a golden shower." She associated that as, oh, you a bitch now. Now you my bitch at that. So. And I don't know how many women have that mindset. Right. So it, so it was only associated with the men that requested it. From my understanding. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. The, yeah, okay. I mean, it's, I think you should, regardless, you should be requesting. There should be some consent that goes along with that activity you shouldn't just be on some I'm just, like i'm just i'm just i'm just throwing it out there i'm not saying this is the case i'm just saying uh, May, for the audience right maybe maybe there was a day you just start peeing right and she really wanted to bitch a nigga out and he was like i'm not with it i mean you could do it but i'm really not like i'm not entertained oh no 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 i thought you need i think peeing all is, on his chest and it's just rolling down and he's not moved he's like oh my god he's not he's just looking at you like get it out of your system Nah, that i mean if she wanted it sure right uh, I, I can see that, but I'm pissing in her hair if she does. Um, this nigga. <laughs> but I will say, like, it's not a big deal to me. How I fake think hair. I think depending on like how, like how much you want to spice up your sex life, that's something that's on the docket. I think shitting I, on somebody is a whole nother story. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not receiving it. I'm not doing it. Like, I don't even know what's sexy about seeing a nigga squatting and, and, and straining. <laughs> squatting and straining ain't it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I don't even know how niggas get into that space where it's like, yo, babe, let's go to the tub. Yo. I'm about to drop a load on your chest and you got to rub it in. Bro, all I could think about was the time that I fucked shorty and oh. I pulled my dick out. was just shit. Yes. That'd have been shit on the sheets, shit on a condom. That's probation for at least forty eight hours. <laughs> she embarrassed. I'm laughing. It was <laughs> go take a laxative and get a wipey. It was, it was, it was bad. But oh man, I, I and shout out to horrible decisions for having other guests uh, right. talking about fin- the shit. Finally, women f- selling their truth, right? Because when we was on there, niggas were right. saying. That distinguisher is lying. It's cap. Like, oh, it's cap. Oh, you ain't never fucked shorty in. I did. I I, I did. It happened. It, it it happened. So I'm I'm glad to see other guests uh corroborating co- corroborating what uh, happened with you, my right, Because l- listen, man, all I gotta say is this. I feel like the guy that is in touch. And I don't, really, I don't give a fuck what you do or who you do it with, even if it's with objects, which I'm still not even fully on board. I don't know what the fuck goes on in that world. But I'm going to say this. To the guys that are fully in tune with their sexuality, the guys that know exactly what it is that they want, who they want, and how they want to be perceived outside of the bedroom and inside of the bedroom, 
hats off to you For the other guys That's indirectly trying to fuck it up for everybody else By oh that nigga the X, Y, Z That nigga must be gay Stop fighting your inner demons Stop fighting off what you really feel Or stop fighting off what you're really attracted to And trying to put it off on somebody else I just want y'all niggas to be free I don't know if you're ever going to be really free. I'm not talking about no slavery shit, no bond. I'm talking about free mentally, the type of free that Thames was talking about. Freeing your mind, my nigga. Freeing your mind. And stop worrying about what people think, what people say. Somebody somebody told me after coming to uh, one of my erotic events last year, straight up, I was turned off because I saw so-and-so in a pink outfit. And... And, and and immediately she said she was turned off All of the hype and excitement about being at the event was turned off Because a guest who was living in their best life Was living in their best skin tone Was in a pink outfit And she said she was turned off And I was like moving forward I know this is not the space for you I mm. need everybody to feel comfortable So black men I pray that you continue to be comfortable in your space and if people are not comfortable with you exuding and doing whatever you're doing, however that may be, then those are the people that you got to fucking be around. Stop worrying about them and live your life. And if that includes some pee. Listen. You know what I mean? Listen. Pee on, player. Yeah, pee on. Yeah. I don't think it's a big deal, man. Y'all like golden showers out here. Carisha look like she like a little golden shower. She Yo, like, when, I, don't, I don't see. I don't when, put that past her. When she said it. And, it's, it, it, and, and the bad part about it is. We all, we all automatically assumed it's Diddy. We don't know if it was Diddy. Right, it definitely could have been somebody else. But I just think it was funny to be P. P. Diddy. P. Diddy, is, P. Is, Diddy sounds P. funny. P. Diddy is out of here. P. Diddy sounds, P. Diddy is, bro. P. Diddy go insane. We can never look at P. Diddy like capital P. Why you don't again. think we haven't heard nothing from the nigga since? That yeah, nigga, the la- bro, the last post he posted was fucking Fridays. Yeah, he's tight. He's sick right now, dog. Bro, when he goes to the bathroom and takes a piss, it ain't the same no more. Yeah, and I and I'm almost like 90% sure he pee on her too. Penis Diddy goes crazy too. <laughs> Penis Diddy goes crazy. Yeah, I just I just came over with that. That goes crazy. Penis Diddy is Penis. insanity. <laughs> Yo, it's the hashtag. Penis Diddy. Yo. Yo, I got it. P. P- Dickley? No. <laughs> Pianist <laughs> Pianist Diddy Dickley Big Daddy Dickley Piano Diddy Alright we're getting off this We're getting off Sorry Sorry We're getting off, we're getting off this <laughs> We're gonna get back Into some, some real shit oh, Right fuck. Right here Let's see Pixel Diddy Properly, I will submit. I really want to know what does she mean. Properly isn't something that could be. I want to know too. It's not something that's tangible. How can I know when I'm leading properly? It's really left up to that person's interpretation or standard of what proper leadership is. Because there's no actual metric of leadership. How is a man to know when he's leading properly? If you leave it that open and you leave it that subjective, it leaves room for you to move the goalposts. And then you're moving the goalposts, Yo, it leaves room for you to disrespect and then justify your disrespect oh my by God. saying, I'm not leading properly. I just really want some clarification on what is proper leadership. Women say... Alright, so... <laughs> This this is where I want to take this conversation because there is a lot here. And I think he said it very clearly, articulately. I don't think I can say it better my damn self. 
But one, that is what I am in school for. Leadership, right? Studying leadership. There is no definition of leadership, which is why it is. Let me not say that. Yes, there is a standard definition you can look up. You can put leadership in fucking Webster Dictionary and something will pop up. But there is no standard of it. Leadership can take on various different forms depending on who's looking at it and what they're looking for. There's leadership that has one person at the top and that one person is leading the team that is noticeably at the bottom. That is a hierarchy. There is leadership where you are assessed on how well you can make others leaders and how well you foster others to be able to take on the leadership mantle just as well as you do. That is also leadership. There's leadership of task, right? If a person does something and they take initiative, that is considered to be leadership. There's also leadership in relationship. Where if that person is ensuring that everybody is getting long and the team is good and solid, that is another form of leadership. And so when this conversation comes around where it's like, oh, I need my man to be a leader. I don't know what motherfuckers mean. Um, I'm going to just say it to you like this, dog. It feel like another financial conversation, yeah, yeah. to be honest. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm say it like this. I think naturally women want men to lead. Now, I don't think men fully realize what the word naturally means. So if some men don't know what the word naturally means, how you think that motherfucker supposed to lead naturally? I also think every man is not born to be a leader. Even though there are some men that are put in leadership positions at birth, whether that's at the job, whether that's in the home, whether that's among his social circle, which we, uh, I, I think we spoke about, or either there was like a, a link that you sent me. Uh, it was something along the lines of, in like every friend male type dynamic, there's one or two you would know who the alpha male is of that group. Like you would know who right. the who the guy is. And I think sometimes that comes out circumstantial based on whatever the situation is. Cause all of those guys could be the fucking guy. Right. But at a at a, at any given particular moment, one guy's strength outshines everybody else, but it works out for the group. Right. He's not shitting on his mans. He's not saying, I know this better than you. I know how to do this better. No, it's, nigga, your way actually works the best because that's actually something that you actually expert, like, you're an expert in that. Right. So I got to rock with that. However, I feel like women, by default, want men to be experts and leaders in all of those things that they feel is leadership. And also, a, <clears throat> a third thing. I think when a lot of people say they want a leader or they want somebody to take the lead, is because their whole entire life, they've been the ones taking the lead. Women have been the ones paying the bills at a young age, 15, 16, working two, three jobs to help mom and dad out. 
well, helping mom and grandma out because dad is not in the picture. Brothers is young or brothers ain't really on shit or brothers are selling drugs or somebody's in jail. Somebody always in fucking jail or somebody's dead or somebody's about to be dead or somebody's looking for somebody or you just got caught up with the wrong niggas and they not really doing it for you. So you got to feel like you the nigga. Now you the nigga in a relationship and now you feel like you make niggas. And I feel like Doing all of that at a young age And then when you finally get to adulthood Because you've spent your whole life adulting You never fully got a chance to realize what it was To just be a kid To be a teenager To be a teenage woman Well also throw social media in there Boom, and, and you see yeah. all these women being taken care of by these men right. Even though it's, it's fake La truth type shit Right Right And at the end of the day Right I think we all, I've said this already in a pod, we all have to get back to the divine source. We all have to get back to the leader of leaders. We got to get back to the essence. And in order for us to do that, yo, we all got to stop being a part of the matrix. We, we all might have to take a, a, social, <clears throat> a social media purge. We, we all might have to do that because... As you were saying earlier when we first started the show, you just feel like these days is just going, yo, sometimes when I'm at work, I feel like I'm stuck in a matrix. I have a goal. I'm not like depressed anymore. I'm not like um, heavily in my feelings anymore. But when I go to work, I'm like, damn, like in like four months, I'm going to be like 33. And then like in 30 years, I'm going to be 60. And then at some point, I'll be dead. So... I just be there clicking buttons, answering emails. When when it's slow, that's when I really be in my thoughts. When there's nothing going on, nobody's at the desk. I be like, damn, like, I definitely want more out of life. I just got to fucking stay focused. I got to tell myself I'm not going to be here forever. I'm not going to have to answer this motherfucker forever. I'm not going to have to have this shift forever. I'm not going to be making this money forever. I'm not going to be in this uniform forever. I'm not going to be buying this fucking Metro card forever. It's going to pass. I got I got to stay focused, but it's easy to get caught up in the social media shit. So I think going back to the question, leadership is all how you define it. I think that I'm a leader. Um, do I think I was necessarily born a leader? No, I think I was I was just born and then I just had to, you know, grow up, uh, grow up in a household. You know, I was giving. I was assigned a family. I didn't choose my family. I was given a family. And we just make the best out of it with the fuck we got. And then after going to school and going to church and realizing a few things, then I start to discover my talents, start to discover some things I like, some things I'm good at. And then over time, you you know, if you're blessed to, you come across some mentors in school or in college or even some of your friends or people that you consider big bro, uh, big sis. And then you they, they help you foster those, whether it's directly or indirectly or life circumstances. And then at some point, you just kind of come to the realization that this is who I am. But if you're smart, you're going to use some of the things you learned along the way to continuously elevate and grow. You don't want to stay stagnant because I feel like we should all be on the path striving to becoming a better, well-rounded human being above all things. Yeah, and I think that that's a great point. And it goes back to what I was saying, too, in terms of leadership is not there is no one standard definition of how it looks. So. When that question is or when that statement is constantly being put to the forefront as if people are supposed to just know exactly what that means, 
I think that that's doing another disservice to dating and trying to get to know people and your relationship or who you're speaking with. And if a man doesn't give you the answer that you're looking for, you're now looking at him as if he is not a man, quote unquote, because that's the new thing. Um, Calling a man not a man because he doesn't hold on to what traditional standards or whatever you may be projecting um, is the situation. However, like someone like me who actually is studying leadership, I'm going to, to ask you, well, what do you mean by that? And then you're going to probably tell me a bunch of stupid, superficial shit. Right. At least from what I've heard on social media, a bunch of superficial shit that actually is not leadership or would not be leadership within a relationship. Now, what I think the better question is, is how do you show up as a leader within your relationships? I think if you ask somebody that, then that gives them the opportunity and the option to be like, oh, well, you know what? Like when I'm in a relationship, I typically take the financial lead. Mm. Or when I'm in a relationship, I'm typically planning the dates out. I like to do that. When I'm in a relationship, I like to take the lead in terms of like what we're doing for our day. Like if I'm in the house, I might be like, yo, babe, let's clean together. Or I might be the one to be like, yo, babe, let's go watch a movie. So, yeah, that's Mm. what I see as leadership in a relationship. And that's how I show up as that. If you're just asking a nigga, you know, um, do you are, are you bringing leadership to the table? What the fuck is that? Like, like, ask me how I show up as a leader. And then that'll let me know. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm a creative leader. I like to, you know, do a lot of art projects and I like to invite my my significant other to do that with me. When we're not doing that, I think we're just talking about a bunch of bullshit. So I think asking someone how they do it and then seeing if it aligns with what you perceive to be leadership Mm. is a different conversation than just saying, are you a leader or I want a leader as a man or anything like that? Um so yeah, that that that's what I think would better this conversation. And I think it's a better answer for that gentleman who had posed it. Um, there's another conversation floating about. Let me get this clip. Some great fucking topic. Shit. Yeah, we Damn. We we back. Shit, man. Damn, I just seen a nigga that looked like R. Kelly. Oh no, fuck. Hope he not trapped in the closet. I don't know what he's doing. Damn. Um this is a great conversation. We got, we do got clones floating around. I, I saw, I saw a, a a quote. No, not a quote. I saw um a statistic, and it said one out of every seven people look like somebody um in in the world that you'll probably never meet. I could believe it. I was like, oh. My shit. mother told me. She said, "You never hit a man where he's weak. Never. It could be true. It could be real. But you don't hit him where he's weak because it'll turn around on you." You can get him to do what you need him to do, but you never hit a man where he's weak because they never forget it. It lives with them. And so I know what his weaknesses are. He don't know I know they're there because mm. I don't mention them, don't talk about them, and I don't. Damn, that's my first time hearing that clip. I think I think she's spitting facts. Spitting super facts. I, I think she's spitting super facts, and though. It, and again, I don't think this is a man-woman, and I think that the last conversation was a uh, it shouldn't be a man woman right. because leadership is across the yeah, board. Yeah, leadership is across the board. Um, but um, yeah, I think when you're in a relationship, when you're in a partnership, you don't hit below the belt. 
No. And I feel like, and at least in my case, if I had a partner that I was with and they were down and out, I never hit them below the belt. But I feel like a lot of times when I, when I was down and out, I was hit below the belt. I remember hearing things like, I'm not going to be here to help you put the pieces back together. I remember hearing things like, I don't know. I just want you to get your shit together. Like, why the fuck can't you just get your shit together? Um, I remember hearing, I don't know because I don't know if you really can be this person. So, yeah, guys. No, I've been hit b- below the belt 100%. Per- 100%. I've had women uh, intentionally say or do things to get a particular yeah. rise or where they thought. See, that's the beautiful thing. You know, I know a lot of people have a hard time reading my emotions at times or knowing what I'm thinking right. or knowing what hurts and what doesn't. And that's partly intentional. And so when people try to hit me below the belt, they oftentimes point at things that make me laugh. Motherfuckers be missing and shit. Missing like a motherfucker. Like I do remember one time I was having a one of I one breakup that definitely went super left mm. and Shorty was like, "Yo, you're selfish." And I was like, "Oh, I can't take not nothing else you say seriously because if you calling me selfish, then you didn't lost your goddamn. You ain't mind. never listened to Michael Jackson, man yeah, in America, bitch. Are you dumb? Right, that like that. That was one time I was like, oh, okay. I'm, I am now. Now, granted, I wouldn't throw everything in the form of feedback from that individual away now, but yeah, that that automatically closed the door in that conversation because I was like, if you if you're putting that on me, then you're either just trying to hurt me at this point in time, or. You are like really delusional about how this relationship went. Um, and either way, I can't entertain it. Like there's nothing that I can do to help better this scenario. This scenario is just going to have to play out the way it's playing mm-hmm. out. And then, and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? That, that is what it is. But um, yeah, I, I've definitely had people try to hit below the belt. And I don't think that I've like, and this is somewhat of a bad thing, but not enough people I think know the things that could potentially feel like they below the belt for me. I did have one time, um, and I think I spoke about this on the podcast before. Someone brought up my sickle cell and definitely was like, um, that's one of the reasons why I think we need to stop. Mm. And that's kind of hitting below the belt. Bro. That definitely was hitting yeah, that's, below. That's hitting that below was hitting the belt. below the belt. Say my was, body's incompetent based on that. Like I was real? like, say less. It's kind of. Um, that's and a cop out. If you just want to break up, just say that too. Or you want to stop. And that was why I was, I was, that's what made me tight about it. Because yes, there was a reason why she was saying it. Yeah, and yeah. It, it made sense. She had the trait. So I don't okay. want to paint her as like a complete right. bad guy. Right. But that wasn't the real reason why she brought it up. The yeah. real reason she brought it up is because she was seeing another nigga. Right. And, and you probably like him more. She was getting, you know what I mean? Closer to him. And she right. wanted it. I guess she wanted to be the bad guy in the relationship, like the bad guy in the ending to make it like, oh, you know, maybe if I say this or that is really going to make this nigga not, not fuck with me in no way, shape or form. And I didn't respect that part of it. Yeah, I can't respect that either. Because we had a conversation and that's kind of what came out. It was like, I didn't know what to say, 
But, you know, I figured, like, if I brought that up, then I was like, oh, nah, see? Shit like that, uh, um, I can't. Didn't can't your mother ever say, well, you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing? If you ain't know what to say, should have left it to God. Yeah, should have left it. Should have just left it alone. Um, you sent me this clip with Drake's bodyguard. Yeah. And I think he brought up some really dope shit. He so. definitely did. I didn't even know Drake had a bodyguard for that long. I'm thinking these niggas get bodyguards every fucking week. Let's pull this up real quick. Yeah, Guard Drake for a long time, six years. What did you take from that experience of like being around someone like that? Work ethic to see a guy at that level go out like night after night, especially on tour. You'd figure like someone that's doing that kind of work would have an off night to see the looks on these faces and understand like that level of work ethic and that level of consistency. It's pretty wild to see. He's always been a very supportive person of my life. It's not even just him. It's like everybody around him is like I consider family. Yes, I work with him. Because I was with them all the time, but like you spend time around a lot of other people too who are in For the sure. crew and guys like Chubbs and all these guys, like they're they're like family to me, right? I used to guard Drake for a long The question here is how do you guard the family aspect um when business is around? And the reason why is like Desus has moved to LA and we all know that that situation does not seem to have been reconciled between him. And uh, Mero That nigga does look happy as fuck though Tell you He that. does Black boy joy on a whole nother motherfucking level So shout out to him And it makes me question a lot of things It makes me feel like One still I mean I know they've been saying It was a manager situation mm. But What the fuck Happened And then the second part about it Is we haven't seen much from Mero Nope So I, I have seen one or two commercials though With Mero in it so okay. I, yeah, I've seen on, on on YouTube though. I haven't like seen it on TV, TV. But yeah, I've, so he's been active. I don't know when the commercials were shot, and I also don't know if um he is doing other things um now. So I don't know. What I do know is whatever Jesus is about to do. Oh, Jesus is about to definitely do some shit. It's about to be ten times whatever the fuck he was doing before. Right. And that raises a question. Deep down inside. I've come to the conclusion, XAB, that not only do I dislike strongly intimate relationship breakups with women, I don't like breakups really among friends either. Mm. It's it's almost not the same. It's almost the same effect because somebody no longer wants to be a part of whatever it is that was started. And I think for two brothers, two people that we've seen cross so many podcast fucking barriers to get to the level that they was at and going towards. There was motherfuckers that started podcasts before those two. And we seen those brothers work hard for two fucking within two years. They was gone. I was like, fuck. But they was on it, though. They, they was on content out of this fucking world. XAB and I had the privilege of going to one of their sold out shows at King's Theater one time in Brooklyn. Oh, my. The way that they had the audience and me and XAB have all had also been to other podcast shows. I ain't never seen no shit like that, though. That was a motherfucking movie. Those were two black men locked in one goal, one body, one mind, one soul. We got a vision. We execute. And they executed. The audience was reciting. They shot. I was like, whoa, we got we 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 got to get to that level. That that level was insane. Yeah. So 
to see their rise and ultimately now to see their fall, it's kind of hurtful. It's kind of it's hurtful. It is. And, yeah. like, based off of, like, I mean, I know that Bodyguard isn't with Drake right. anymore. But based off of that, it feels like somewhere in between. What what I think what's scary about and what's concerning about those two in particular is they were actively family before the business. Correct. And so it's like, what could have possibly have been that deep that it was like, fuck the family. Right. And fuck the business. Right. Yeah. It's uh, fuck the family so bad we right. can't do business. Right. No That's more. what I'm saying. Yo, that part. It was that bad? It must have been that bad, bro. It, it, it must have been that bad. Yeah. And, yeah it and, must have been that bad. And that, that, is, that is scary because it's like, well, I guess in the instance of how we understand their relationship, right? how do you protect that? Like, how do you protect one or the other or both? It's been done. It can be done. Mm. We've seen other shows like The Read. I'm sure they've had their ups and downs. They've definitely right. taken off off periods and stuff, but they remain strong. And I'm sure they're going on a decade, if not more, at this point in time, or, or getting close to. They were, yeah, they're getting close to a decade. They're not there yet, but oh, they wow. would get. They're getting close to it. You see something like Andrew Schultz and Charlemagne the God and Brilliant Idiots. They had their tumultuous uh, time too, where they were not really doing episodes as frequently. And then they found their way back to each other. Technically speaking, shit, we got what seven years in the game. It's so crazy to know we got like seven, six years in the game. Yeah, it's getting doing a podcast. It's God getting damn, there. we started in twenty sixteen. That's wild. Yeah, so it's wild. I mean, it's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if maybe in some instances we are the standard of of keeping that together i mean you got horrible decisions they've been around for a long period of time right and we know all groups go through shit so yeah. it's some shit that we probably don't know that they went through that they bounce back from. oh i know what, what they've been going nah, through. <laughs> but i don't want I'm, right. to i'm not gonna put that out there yeah. but i mean i think they also put their shit out there anyway but right yeah um yeah. you know what i mean like they they've had their ups and downs for sure right um see the thing is this is a very good podcast too they're holding it down uh uh, the the two ladies that got the cocktails, sex cocktails, is that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cocktail. I'm gonna see if we could do something with them. Coffee bean. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a few women podcasts out Lexi. there that's that's holding it down. Yeah, showing that sisterhood in real time. I just wish some of y'all would poor stop. minds. I fuck yeah. with poor minds. I just wish some of y'all would say uh, stop uh, to 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 stop saying boycott. You know the men podcast. Can y'all stop saying that, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of y'all be saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you please stop? Relax. That that's gonna make people not listen to us. <laughs> okay, and we bigging y'all up all the time. Um, you want to get into this silento before we we have to get into the last two topics of the day. One being Tyree Nichols, which I know. Is definitely going to be a little bit traumatic. I, honestly speaking, Silento, I just just prayers up for him. Honestly speaking, that that's all I that's all I got to say on that. Prayers up because based on what we hear, we don't know. Somebody wrote under that uh, cash uh, cash Harlem. Uh, um, rap video post Somebody wrote under that I know him personally Please just send prayers He's really not like Who he is becoming Quote unquote. It definitely looks like A mental break happened Yeah it's a mental um, break Something happened For those who don't know Silento Child star um, yeah. he, Watch me whip Watch me nay nay he was, he was next He blew up 
Um, you know, almost the likes of like how Soldier Boy blew up and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. But that was a little bit of that that era where you you were you you could get a single. Yeah, you get a single, it could blow up. Um, but he never was really able to capitalize. Yeah, capitalize yeah. and or kind of bring his career to another level with multiple hits and multiple things. He kind of got pigeonholed into mm-hmm. like the Nickelodeon type scene mm-hmm. and things like that. I don't know what his pen game was like, if he right. was even able to come up with another catchy right. a dope song. Um, but it seemed like his life spiraled after that and he was caught up in domestic shit. A lot of um, domestic shit. Which is terrible. Yeah. Um, and then uh, about a year ago, uh, the story came out that he ended up, was went went to somebody's house and shot. Yeah, and we didn't know who. And then it came out that he shot and killed his cousin. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, the biggest thing here for me is for you to kill your cousin, dog. Yeah, you you're going through it. It's just it, it the industry, man. You a lot of people don't understand what this shit is a beast. What the industry really entails a lot of times. You the fake love, even on the indie scene that you get and the fake attention and the fake celebrity that you get on low levels, it only gets amplified the higher your profile is. The more people know you, it's just the more people that act like they fuck with you until there's actually a time that you need a favor or there's actually a time that you down bad and you need help. And support And that's when they looking at you like I can't help you dog I wasn't I wasn't here with the good brother When a lot of shit was going on When Drake and 21 dropped But Drake has a record On the project that he talks about this And just to paraphrase There's niggas in the industry That he's worked with These niggas don't really like him They did a record It went Niggas got arms around shoulders Like we cool We take These niggas Want don't want anything to do with him other than I need him for this single though. But yep. other than that, fuck Aubrey. I don't give a fuck about the fuck that nigga. And yep. that's how a lot of people are in this industry. And I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of people that listen to dad hats and bow ties religiously because they don't fuck with us like that. They, I thank you for the listen, for your listening ear. You just trying to kind of see what we're going to say or what we say. And some of y'all probably thought the good brother distinguished wasn't coming back either. Fuck you. Sorry. We back. I also know that, especially in the beginning when we first started the podcast, there was a lot of that. There yeah. was a lot of fake love because nobody knew what podcasting was. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's and right. there was a lot of like, oh, yo, you know, yo, y'all doing amazing. Da, 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 da. The moment it looked like shit was dipping. The moment, the one moment it looked like shit wasn't, yeah. might not, you know, go because we stopped doing the Facebook lives right, and all right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. used to go live yeah, every that, every Thursday. That was a fucking time. Yeah, that was, was a wild. time, boy. It just was too distracting. What was that? Was, was that? Was that during COVID? Nah, no, that was before. That was, that, that, was, was, that was actually right before. Actually, like a that year was twenty seventeen, somewhere um, around there. Those days was insane. Yeah, that, <laughs> comments were coming wild and crazy. We probably do it again at some point, but once we get like a bigger space and we can have somebody monitoring that yeah. shit, where it's not us monitoring it. Um, but yeah, so we stopped doing that. But around that time, I guess certain people from Facebook and stuff like that thought maybe the show was wasn't hitting for what it was hitting for. 
It's like, nah, we just thought it was a better business model to bring all the attention to the audio right. and the clips instead right. of giving y'all a free show and right. just throwing it up there. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I saw all the all of the yo, whatever I could do to help, uh, those disappeared. I saw <laughs> all of the yo, I can't wait da 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 da. We need to work. I saw all that disappear. Um, we need to work is the most overused catchphrase. I in hate the, that shit in the entire industry. We need to work. I hate that shit. After niggas exchange cars on Instagrams, and you never hear from these niggas. We don't need to work. <laughs> you need to. work Yeah, we don't. We don't you, need. You need to get a job. That shit is so. Once the niggas start, yo, we need to work. We need bro. to work. You right. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I, do. I'm gonna head out. Uh, another conversation where I really wanted to head the fuck out. Damn. And it's going to head us right into uh, <laughs> right into the, the end of the show. Uh, the fucking entendres is insane. This right here. This is how we end in believe January? Believe women should literally be available and accessible to them. Yep. At the drop of a hat. Is that a man thing? Only I, It's a human thing. thing. I think it's a generational thing. Okay. Because we're Ooh. on our phones Thank all the time. The assumption is if you text me or you call me that you are entitled to my attention and my time at the time that you send it. And my mother, my, I'll use her as an example. She has my location. It gives her reassurance that I'm okay and alive. Fine. She would see that I was home and she would call and call and call and call. And I had to explain to her, just because I'm free does not mean I'm available. Mm. And that's the problem. I might need to just sit down if and I, not be bothered. Maybe I just want to <laughs> sit on the toilet. I don't know. Like, just leave me alone. I used to get frustrated with people who I would text and see them on social media. Bitch, they didn't feel like responding. And yeah. that's their right. What's wrong with you? Like, we have to all do better at that. That's true. I'm so glad she was on the show to her fine ass. Antoinette, shout out to you. Mm. Um, Love them red pants. For those that correction. Mm. It's definitely a human thing. It's definitely a human thing. Um, and it I, is. And I do think that there is some grace that needs to be offered in this conversation. I'm going to tell you why. There are cultures that are built around technology. There are particular yeah. things, norms, behaviors that we associate to technology. So correct in the gaming world, and I'm not saying that it's right, because I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. You're not entitled to anybody's time. You're right. not entitled to anybody's response. Right. You're not entitled to anything. Yeah. However, you can collect that data and make the decisions that you need to make in terms of if that person is treating you in a way that you feel you should be treated. Correct. And we all know the cultures, right? Like in gaming Niggas be cursing each other out all day long, and then they can get into the lobby and and be chill. Same thing with sports, right? Like, niggas get on the court, they beefing mm. while they're playing the game, but then once the game is over, it's daps and hugs, and yo, how's your kids? How's your mm. wife? How's your mom? It's the same thing when it comes to texting, mm -hmm. when it comes to social media. Mm -hmm. There's cultural norms. If I text you, and you don't text me back for two days, you are telling me something by not texting me back for two days, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's different from I text you and you text me, hey, yo, honestly, I'm, I'm going to be away from my phone for a little bit. I'm not really in a texting mood. Mm -hmm. Not saying that I'm entitled to that communication, but that sets a different standard because if you send me that, I can then know, oh, shit, you know what? This person is being transparent. 
I understand. Maybe I I let them rock. I won't say anything or I'll leave them alone until they're ready to reach out to me. Right. When I'm texting, especially in a romantic scenario or, or dating and someone new, if I, if I meet you and we all cool at the event and then I text you and you don't respond for two, three days, you're telling me that you're not interested or you're telling me that you don't fuck with me. I'm not going to make the assumption that, oh, you just didn't feel like responding because you needed time for yourself. Right. And that, I think, is just a cultural thing that happens with anything, social media included. If I see that you read my text, but you didn't respond to it, you're telling me something. I have to make an assumption as to what that thing you're telling me is. And there's typically multiple things. Like, I do leave the door open of, okay, maybe they they read it, but they got busy. They didn't respond. Or maybe they're not good at texting or maybe they don't want to text or whatever the case is. But at some point, I have to now make a decision as to what that means to me. If I'm constantly texting or reaching out and I'm not getting anything back, cool. You maybe don't value my reach out. You Mm -hmm. maybe don't see there being something special or something you need to appreciate with me trying to have conversation with you. And that's fine. I'm not entitled to it. But I do have to make a decision. And if someone makes the decision to be like, hey, yo, you don't seem to be appreciating my time. So I'm going to, you know, stop texting you. You mm. can't. I don't see why you would take offense to that when you're actively not doing anything communicative to keep that in a position where someone would at least feel like, yo, I am not in a space right now. Or, yo, I'm busy today. I won't be able to respond to you. Um, as frequently as I normally do, whatever the case is, if you do that, cool. But we all know what it means when quote unquote, a nigga got a double text yeah. or, uh, yo, you got left on scene multiple times. Y'all, everybody says it all the time. Niggas is in my DM talking to themselves. Mm-hmm. So that means something. Mm-hmm. So you can't get mad if people are like, yo, I'm going to either keep reaching out because maybe I don't know why they're not responding or I'm going to feel some type of way because they're not taking anything that I'm doing into consideration in that aspect. You said all that needed to be said, good brother. All right. Politics. We're going we're gonna to take a, a slight break. We're going to come right back. To me, direct and sign myself, too. I was born here almost 60 years ago. I'm not going to live another 60 years. You always told me it takes time. It's taking my father's time, my mother's time, my uncle's time, my brother's and my sister's time, my nieces and my nephew's time. How much time do you want for your progress? I don't know what else to say about police brutality. Um, The narrative has definitely changed after the events that took place. Yeah, black men... It's different now. Black men dying... At the hands of other black men. Has definitely added another layer, but it's added another layer to the same conversation, and I think some people are missing that point. Conversation has always been that the policing system itself is broken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not just about the individuals and the roles that they play. It's not just about the white cop attacking the black person. It's the same shit. Yes, that adds another element to the broken system, and that's even more racism. But the system itself is broken. I've had black cops be more disrespectful than I've had some white cops. I concur. 
I had a black cop. I'll never forget. I went to drop my friend home. I was going to save this for the Patreon, but we'll talk about it a little bit here. Went to drop my friend home after a nice outing. I forgot if we went to dinner or some shit like that. And she lived in the in the in the peas. So I pull up to the peas. I drop her off. And as I'm parked, the pol- a police car pulls up behind me. Lights go off. So I'm like, nigga, I'm parked. What the fuck? So the cop comes up, black man. He got on a bulletproof vest. Mm. Um and he's like license and registration. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> I'm like, can you act um can you tell me what's the reason? And he ignores my question. I said license and registration. Oh. Mm. I said, Oh, okay, I know what time it is. So I give him the license and registration. So he starts looking at it. The white cop that he's with starts to walk up. Um, he looks in the car and he's like, so-and-so. And she's like, yeah. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I haven't seen you in da 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 And he's like, oh, gives me my paperwork back. Does not even look at the shit. This was not a stop because I did anything. So he gives me the paperwork back and he's like, oh, I right, yo, you know, Yo, we got to catch up, da-da-da-da. Yo, get home safe. Nigga, don't tell me to get home safe when you was about to make it so that I didn't. Nigga, you just indirectly almost could have, probably would have, put my whole entire life in danger. I think his hand was on the gun, if I'm not mistaken. No, nah, nah, bro. Because when I asked him, I was like, yo, can you tell me what? He put his hand on his gun and he was like, I I said license and registration. Oh, all right, I see what time it is. That's wild. That, black black man that it was about to get that crazy and that dread and then boom one of the cops knows the female in the all right bro and that's the only thing that separated because niggas wanted pussy the only thing that separated a night from going extremely left we have to do better as black men definitely got to but do this damn. is indicative of the system one Implicit bias about black men in nice cars or black men with hoodies on or right. or black men with another group of black men are not subjugated solely to white people. Yeah. Black people can also have those same feelings, thoughts and biases. Right. And that, and when you get on the police force, blue trumps black. Right. That's the reality. Like, they get on the police force and whatever the culture of the policing unit is, is going to trickle into their everyday work. Yeah. And that's how you see someone puts a neck on George Floyd's neck. I mean, he puts a knee on George Floyd's neck for right. 10 minutes and nobody say anything about, yo, that's wrong. Mm. But if you would have had your brother sitting there and somebody had a knee on their neck. Mm-hmm. For two minutes, you would have been like, nigga, get the fuck up. He's good. Right. I got him. So that tells me that something is happening there where when you get into this system, you no longer see someone who looks like you mm-hmm. as a part of you. Right. Right. You're looking at this black man now as the enemy. Yeah, they're the enemy. How do we get to a point where a 140-pound man gets ripped out of his car, tased, beat, held Punched in the face and then soccer goal kicked. One man. 
Does anybody got the answer to that? Because I don't, I don't know how five black men can sit there and do that and feel good going home at night. This was the fastest I, that I've seen five cops get uh, terminated, though. This was the fastest. It was, and it's indicative now of a different problem. Because why? Why there's yeah, a white cop that right, was there too. Right. You haven't heard anything about I him. Heard, I ain't heard he got fired. He should got fired too. And <laughs> he's We've never seen this with the white cops nope. that have done this before. It right. takes six months. It takes before. six months sometimes before shit really starts to happen. Whether they get fired or whether they move or whether on paid desk duty or whatever it is. Right. This was immediate. I know that. Um, there's now been like this back and forth about whether the police chief, the woman who's in charge, is part of the problem because she had a unit like this in Atlanta. She came from Atlanta to Minnesota and brought up this Scorpion unit or Memphis, rather. Sorry. Um, and it made this Scorpion unit and this unit is doing exactly what it was supposed to do. I guess this was just one of those incidents that went left. But uh, apparently that's kind of what the those type of units are set for. They're supposed to be, quote unquote, to stop drugs and gang violence and other things. But mm. they're just going around harassing people um, throughout certain cities and towns and neighborhoods and putting fear in them that the cops is around and the cops is here. And they will do what they did to Tyree Nichols um, if you don't do what the fuck they want. Fucking thug shit. At the end of the day... Um, I think that having press conferences and uh, going on the news with the outrage, the conversation that we don't talk about too is a black woman who's still alive, who loses her son, and the damaging mental effects that that takes on mm. her for the rest of her life. That's a conversation that is not being had. I don't see that conversation. Um, however, I'd like to open up that to our listeners and fellow podcasters is that we have to we have to do a job of checking in with the moms, whether that's uh, going through somebody to get to her. You know, um, I took it upon myself a few months back. For those who remember, there were young people terrorizing a group of elders in the Bronx. And I went to the community in the Bronx by myself. And I spoke to the people that were terrorized directly. I didn't get the news involved. I went to them literally. I took a day off and went to them directly. I spoke to the security person who's in charge. Shout out to Madison Security. I hope you guys are still doing your job. Um, and I spoke to them and I never forget. I spoke to a woman there. Um, and we had a, a very decent, good conversation. And I told her I traveled from Queens. I didn't drive. I didn't do none of that. I just wanted to do a personal check-in to make sure you was okay. And I think we got to do that. Yes, we could do the protest and we could do the march and we could do all of that. But we also got to do the check-ins now because now this is a mother who is childless or a child less than the other children that she brought into the world if she brought more children into the world. And knowing that they're going to go to a press conference that their lawyer is situating through the news 
being told you have to say certain things and then not say certain things, despite how upset and angry you are. This is what we're going to be looking. It's like when young black boys and girls get killed by the police, the next best thing we got to look forward to is settlements. That's the next best thing. Let's see how much money we can get out of this situation. Let's see how many people we can sue. Let's see if we can sue the police department, the city, the mayor, whoever else. Once we get all the figures together, then we can see what we could try to do for you. And then maybe we could make a school. Maybe we could change, uh, do a street name and a building name and a memorial. Maybe we can do a non-for-profit. Is that what this has come to? Because it's all about the money, ain't it? It's all about the fucking money. That's, that's all the black people care about. And unfortunately, that is what it has come to. I'm personally in a space where I'm definitely going to be outside more, a bit more vocal, but I'm not on I'm, I'm, I'm not on the timing where it's like we're just going to keep on marching, keep on walking, marching to the Freedom Land. All of that is, I'm sorry, all of that was the early 50s and 1960s, 70s, even up until the 80s. Once it got to the 90s, you saw what was going on in L.A., I know what happened in 1992 when they fucked up uh, Rodney. Come on, man. Like, it's it's going down. And I was in the city yesterday, and I had no idea that there was a march going on. And I'm forgetting the brother's name, but one of the exonerated fives was one of the people in charge of that. So when I seen him, man's was not smiling. mm it's going down, y'all. I saw black people out there, white people. I saw all type of, but something else is getting ready to to, to happen and shake up. Because I personally feel like XAB this death hit different. <laughs> this one hit different, dog. I think yeah, this one hit different. I think this one hits different because there is there is no racial. Oh. Element to distract the true issue, which is policing in general. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. This is not turning into a defund the police right. scenario. But policing came from slave patrolling, mm-hmm. and the foundation of it has been soiled from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So when you attempt to now build something that's supposed to be broad in general in terms of serving and protecting for the communities. And for the cities and for the nation. Mm-hmm. But it's built off of this particular looking individual is the number one enemy. Mm-hmm. The slave that runs away needs to be captured. And if they are captured, they might be put to death. They might be maimed. They might be beat in front of everybody just to show that this is not what you're supposed to do. You better stay in this system mm-hmm. and you better operate within it, boy. When you build on top of that and then try to make it for everybody, mm. what the fuck do you expect? You're going to get niggas that look like niggas doing shit to niggas. That's you're going to get white people who get off because like you're just doing your job. He ran. There's no reason for him to have run, even though he's getting beat to death. And nobody's going to. You did your job. So now you exonerate it. And I think you made a great point about the mothers because just like George Floyd, the last thing you hear this young man say on this tape is him screaming for his mom because the house was 80 yards away. 
That's sickening to me. That that that's tra- that's it's traumatizing, bro. It's traumatizing. Because I'm I'm seeing myself where he is, and I'm like, is would that be the last thing that I scream out? Screaming for my mother, twenty nine year old man screaming for his mom has to scream for his mother because that's the only thing he felt he could do at that moment in time. And what's so crazy is what he said came to pass. He said on that body cam footage. Yo, y'all, they trying to George Floyd me. They trying to George Floyd me. And they killed that man. They killed that man, son. That's crazy. That, that's, that's crazy to me. Back to back they, incidents. They knew. They knew what they were going to do that day. And he knew. Bro. That was going to be his last day. They he, held. He they had two officers holding this man's arm. Literally restraining that man. And the next one coming with a full-on haymaker. Straight to the face. That'll take anybody out. Yeah, of course. Let alone a 200-pound man doing it to a 140-pound man. Right. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Maybe they didn't intend on him dying. Right. But they knew it was going to get violent. They knew it was going to get violent. Yeah. And then all they kept saying, he was reaching for, he reached for my gun, and then he reached for your gun. Nigga, it's five of y'all. How does he even have the opportunity to reach for your gun? That's not a defense. You know, that's what they setting up for is, you know, the defense of, you know, he reached for the gun, he was resisting. I hope, I really hope that these officers know. You know what's so crazy about this, bro? I don't remember... The name of the movie But it's something I I think it's called Black Skin And that was the movie That Spike Lee did And this was the movie Where Nate Parker's Son In the beginning Of the movie Like as soon as The movie starts They get pulled over And an officer Kills his son Mm. And this is the movie Where Nate Parker's Character goes to The police precinct And Starts fucking up The police precinct and at the end of the movie, when once he surrenders, they tell him everything's gonna be all right. He ends up getting killed by a black cop. Mm-hmm. This movie has come to pass because, and I'm not saying this to put fear in somebody's heart or to to put these thoughts, but the black mother and the black father and all of those around the world who've seen this is now. Looking at black policing In a very Different light The other part of the conversation is If these officers Which I'm sure some of them do Because some of them been on the force for a while If they have black boys You've just endangered them Even more This reminds me of Queen and Slim as well Oh Yeah yeah, The beginning of the correct Some people well, the end too. Some, oh, the ending was crazy. Some people were mad at that ending. I was mad at that fucking ending, bro. But it was a symbol of this: when the black man gives up the location of the two of them right before. Oh yeah, yeah. They're about to get, to get away and mm-hmm. they get gunned down. The same shit. Black men not looking out for black men, and that doesn't mean that niggas want to pass. That doesn't mean that. If you get caught up in some shit you're not supposed to be doing, that's, you're supposed to get away with it. Mm-hmm. You know, the conversation has been shifted. Um, I thought about the the Whitlock fucking video that's going around 
of him talking to, to Tucker Carlson. I'm not playing that bullshit. Um, that's just shock value, bull, bull. You you trying to put it on single black mothers for what? For why? Why why would you even bring that into the conversation? Talking about oh well the city is run or the police force is run by a single black mother. What the fuck does that have to do with that, the price of rice in China? That 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 shit. It just you just want to spark some shit, right? All all fucking uh, press is good press, but nah that these niggas. It's really bad out here when you yeah. have these fucking Uncle Tom cooning ass motherfuckers just going around. And it's like ratings, likes, views, their own personal life supersedes the mission that black people have for themselves. Um, all terrible, disgusting. Um, <coughs> but. It makes me want to lead out with this, and I'll play this final clip, and um, we could tough not, and dad had it out. African-Americans have an abusive relationship with America. Like walking on eggshells. Do you take your hoodie off when you walk into a store just because you know? Oh, yeah. I, I take it off when I'm driving. Do you sometimes feel hopeless that nothing can change for them because it just is what it is? Well, I yeah. felt it before, yeah. right? So we're in an abusive relationship with America. But you're so stuck in this abusive relationship that you make excuses for your abuser and you're afraid to leave. Mm, tough. And this is all you know. That's tough. all you know. And I'm just saying, yo. That's tough. Just go on a date nap. Get a second phone and go on a date mm. nap. Don't even let them know you're going. Date Ghana. Date. Yeah, date Ghana. Go date another date. country. How long do you love something that don't love you back? What's the tough night, broski? I got this from the founder of Hill Haiti. Shout out to Greta. You know, I love you. And I appreciate the opportunity to be on the board as one of the um, board members, communications director of Hill Haiti. This was said in our Zoom call that we had uh, earlier this morning. Doing the work, and I mean doing the real work, there will always be conflict. Mm. That shadow is always there. Um, what would dad say? Um, I want to harken back to the point that I was making earlier about alignment. Um, oftentimes rejection feels like failure, but rejection is just realignment. Mm. A lot of times we think that this job, this opportunity, this relationship is a perfect fit for us. And when we don't get it, we get disappointed as if. We were told that we were less than we were told that we can't succeed or won't succeed. But in actuality, it just means that whatever the values, principles and understanding of that particular company, person or opportunity is simply is not aligning with you and your principles, values and who you are, your characters that you're bringing to the forefront. That may be as, as simple as a lack of understanding. Mm. That may be that your resume doesn't capture all the qualities that you actually have that would make you a beast at this job. And so the job can't find the value that it's looking for. But that doesn't mean that you are not valued or you are not worth, worthy of that said job or opportunity. That means somewhere along the line, that shit just didn't align. And so what you need to do 
is look for the things that align with you. You need to look for that relationship that aligns with you instead of being worried about the ones that don't align with you. Mm. You need to look for that job that aligns with you instead of the being concerned about the job that's telling you you're not a good fit or that didn't get you for the second interview. They stopped you at the first. That means that the alignment wasn't there and we get caught up in that. That's like a spider web. We just get stuck. And the more we sit in that, the more we're going to get tangled. Instead, we need to say, oh, shit. All right. Let me hop up out of this bitch and go look for what is aligned. What is coming to me? What is going to appreciate me? What is going to accept me? And what is going to put more value on how I already value myself? We need to put ourselves in instances and places where we feel the love and we embrace the love and we take it in. And stop entertaining things where it feels like we're trying to force the love. Mm. Another episode of Dad has some bow ties. Peace.